BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is brought to you by Venus. Yeah, I'm talking about Gillette Venus, the best of the best. Here's the deal. At some point, as the summers progress or at some point in your life, you've probably trimmed it up down there in the pubic area. You know it. I know it. We've all done it. The cool thing is Venus for pubic hair and skin has come out with some of my favorite products. And I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to tell you what I love. And you know I'm being honest. And they're sponsoring this podcast and we're going to get into it. Here's the thing. Whether your pubic hair is gone, growing, or there, this new collection has products to help you take care of your pubic skin and hair. It's not just about the hair. You got to prep so that you're getting the best of the best when you use the best products on it. Okay, we've got the Venus for Pubic Hair and Skin Razor, which features optimally spaced out blades to allow razors to cut hair while barely touching the skin. It includes an ergonomic handle with rubber-like grip. Who doesn't love that? This razor minimizes irritation in the pubic area. I used it, freshen up before I'm going out to the pool. Fantastic. I'd never use another razor. It's absolutely unbelievable. Here's the thing. I also love the Skin Smoothing Exfoliant. Now, I use that before I shave. Use a little exfoliant, get the, get the hair follicles loose and ready to be taken off. It helps loosen and sweep away old skin cells and oils that can trap hair. You won't get an ingrown hair. Exfoliate beforehand, use the Venus razor, and you are good to go. Then afterwards, well, actually during, we've got a two-in-one cleanser and shave gel, which protects skin from irritation during the shave. And then afterwards, use a daily soothing serum to help maintain skin hydration and reduce itch. Check out GilletteVenus.com to learn more about why these products have been flying off the shelves everywhere. Again, that's GilletteVenus.com. You got it. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. My husband's here, going to bring him in, the one and only Jeff Daniels, the Italian stallion. You might be uh, able to pick up him urinating in the background because he didn't shut the door. But I'm going to bring him on the podcast because we're abroad. We're doing the most, not the least at the same damn time. And he insisted on being on the podcast today. So here we are. A little update. Pronto is what they say in Italy for everything. Allora, we're in Italy. We were only supposed to be here next week, but because some of the shows got moved around, I, I changed that ticket real quick. Got an extra week off. So we came over here. We popped down to, we flew to Milano. Then we went down to Modena, which is in the Emilia-Romagna region. And now we're up in Venezia. What, Jeff? 
he's giving me a look. He's going to come on the podcast here in a second. So we're in Venice. A thing that I don't fully understand about Italy is that they name their cities one thing, like Florence is Firenze. But I'm like, if it's Florence, then why don't we just call it Firenze? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't we as Americans just also call it Firenze? Anyways, that's something I'll take up with the prime minister. President, I don't know what they have here. <laughs> Anyways, we're thriving. So what are we doing in Italy? Well, I was bringing Jeff for his birthday, which is the 21st. Very exciting. So he and I had a little trip planned and we were just going to go straight to Tuscany. But we had some extra days and here we are. I don't even know what I'm talking about because Jeff is really bothering me while he's getting situated to do the podcast. Let's just bring him in and he can help explain what the fuck we're doing here. Without further ado, live from Italy, his homeland, but not really because he's from America, but he is Italian, American Italian, the one and only, the Italian stallion. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband, Jeffrey Daniels. How the hell you doing? I know how you're doing because you're in a good mood because Penn State just won the football game and I had to sit in this hotel room for two hours. I didn't have to. I could have done things, but it's a little overcast. And I watched you watch Penn State screaming like an asshole. Well, first of all, correction, they won about seven hours ago. I just happened to watch it right now. But also, I just want to tell you that as much as you bitch and moan about me watching football and my theatrics, it's great content for you. So I'm happy to be here helping the machine Helping the machine, this motherfucker said, I've created such a monster with him. It's not even funny. He literally said, you know what? What did you say? I'm a content machine. I'm a content machine. It's disgusting. Watching college football or any sports in general, I am a content machine. No, Jeff. Okay. I don't want you to ever utter those words ever again, because that is the douchiest thing you have ever said ever. First of all, just you living your life. Yes. Is it funny? For sure. Why? Because you're a douche lord. I love you. You married a douche lord. I did marry a douche lord and you married a fucking rock star. I did. And I am richly blessed. Y'all, it's just to me, I feel like I said this on Instagram. I need to start an advocacy group for women whose husbands are just entrenched and obsessed with college sports, professional sports, eh, but sports in general, it does sports with a Z sports with a Z. It doesn't make sense. You're not the coach. No one asked you to chime in. Honey, you sat here with your earbuds in watching this game that aired eight hours behind us. You could have just woken up, looked at the score and gone, hey, we won. There is no fun in that. You are emotionally invested in the game and the outcome. They're children, Jeff. They're grown adults. They're all over the age of 18. So well, at Penn State, questionable. <laughs> All right. You and the low-hanging fruit, we need to stop with this and just move on. But, okay. Yes, we can move on. But the point of the matter is you sat here at a gorgeous hotel, wrote notes down. You literally wrote a letter on the Cipriani letterhead. Who are you going to send this letter to? They were some thoughts on the game as it was progressing. I'm sitting there studying film, watching what's going on. Who are you going to? The boys, the group chat. Your boys. Yeah. Who are all sleeping back in America right now. I, I had to gather my thoughts. Okay. And get it ready to disperse to the masses so we can discuss post-game reactions. So you're discussing the notes that you witnessed, not in real time, after the game, with your boys, with the Z. Well, yeah, because they all discussed it last night in the group chat and stuff last night. But as you know, I left my phone in the bathroom because I didn't want any surprises Right. So, and I woke up at 7 a.m. to pee 
And the first thing I did was look at the game because I wanted to know whether or not I'm going to have to deal with an asshole or an angel today. And my biggest thing is, honey, is that your mood, your temperament, your general um, likability is always hanging on whether or not this team wins or loses. And I find that it's a ah, je ne sais quoi. It's an immaturity thing because if something goes wrong in life, you have to pivot. You are unable, and it's men in general. I'm not just pinpointing this on you. A lot of men are not able to pivot post-loss. Well, in defense of myself, and I guess I'm speaking for now, the the entire male population of Mm -hmm. America which is something that, you know, I don't want to do, but I feel like I have to do now. (laughs) Me personally, Mm -hmm. you see that I don't get as upset about sports and stuff like that when it comes to professional sports Mm -hmm. because I am just, you know, if the Giants lose, it's not a big deal. Why is it not a big deal? Because college sports and the NFL are very different in nature and the way that they're structured. The Giants can lose games and still make the playoffs and have a good season. Which doesn't make sense to me. How do you lose games and you still get to the end? Because it's just structured differently. Whereas in college sports, if you lose one game... You're fucked. Or two games especially, the season is over. Okay. Also, So that's why the passion comes a lot more on Saturdays than it does on Sundays. But you're still an asshole about the Giants. No, I wouldn't say my mood is nearly as bad <laughs> when the Giants lose. We're just used to that at this point. And let me make a, a quick clarification. Is my safety in question? No. Jeff is not like raising a marital hand to me, but it's the huffing and the Italian puffing of you just around. It's just a lot of self-loathing and and, and anger. But I don't understand because like, I feel like with my job as a comedian, the only person I have to blame is myself. But yet again, also the elements in the crowd and, you know, if the bar was too loud in the lighting. So there are a lot of other people I can't also blame. But I just, it's it's wild to me, your reaction and, and how it really fucks up your day when you had no, no part of it. That's called fandom and being invested. So. Okay. Well, I hope my fans. Your fans are invested are in be- you the way that I am invested <laughs> in you and Penn State football. So. Okay. They have, they show the same passion mm-hmm. that I do for college sports. All right. Anyways, enough about this. Let's backtrack. Where are we? We're living our best life. Let me just tell you this right now, okay? We're in Venice right now. And Venice gets a little bit of a bad rap, okay? They're like, it's too touristy. The food's not great. That's some bullshit. You got to come at the right time. I've always said coming to Italy in September is the perfect time. Also, I guess because of COVID, it's not very touristy right now, which is amazing. We're staying off, not in the main area of Venice. We're staying right across the water at the Hotel Belmont Cipriani. Paid full price, not an ad. It's expensive as fuck. So happy birthday, Jeff. Just so you know. That's the Amelia. I won't eat for a week when we get home because this place is pricey, but it's worth it for my Italian stallion, who honestly has been a pain in my ass 90% of this trip. I love you. But I will say, if you come to Venice, I'll try and do some sort of like travel blog or something on the Instagram so y'all know what the fuck to do. But it is fire. We love it. We went to a restaurant last night. We made three new vacation friends. You know, I love a vacation friend. We sat at this sexy little place called Restaurante Daivo. 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 George Clooney's favorite place. Now, mind you, I had called this joint to get a reservation. The hotel couldn't get us in. I was like, I'm just going to fucking try. I called it like eight. I'm like, maybe, you know, somebody didn't show up. I call and they're like, no, we cannot, we cannot get you in. And I'm like, I am, I'm making a reservation. 
talked about myself in the third person for actress Heather McMahon. I don't know if I just thought because the Venice Film Festival is here, they'll be like, oh, you know, maybe she's just lingering. She wanted to hang out post-festival. The guy literally... Without. But why? Why you want to eat here? Yeah, he literally was like, no, never heard of you. Okay, we give you a nine o'clock. Bye. And I was just like, well, we got the reservation, so it worked. But being in Italy, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck who you are. Unless you are George Clooney True. or Brad Pitt or, you know, Julia Roberts. They don't care who you are. No, but even at that restaurant, which the restaurant we went to was George Clooney's favorite place. You notice it was only like Matt Damon, George Clooney. Brad Pitt on the walls. Yeah. If you haven't done about <laughs> one billion in career box offices, they don't give a fuck. Tom Cruise. They're not a single female actress, but it's such a Italian like machismo. I don't know what the Italian word for machismo is because that's Spanish. What's the word for like the male ego in Italian? Well, I have no male ego, so you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you don't? Never. Okay. Love my girls. He did call me a queen today and I will. He was stretching my back and he goes, he goes, I gave her the same patronizing voice that I uh -huh. give Rigatoni when he stretches in the morning. He goes, yes, queen. Yes, queen. Stretch the back. Big stretch. Yeah. Great stretch. <laughs> so there is a great social media clip that Heather turned me on to a little that came out probably a few weeks ago where it's basically if you do not congratulate your dog when it wakes mm -hmm. up in the morning and stretches. You are a complete psychopath. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're probably, you know, a baby stealer. I don't know. You're a horrible person. Yeah, so Jeff, it called me a queen today. So that is great. But anyways, we went to this restaurant last night. And how would you describe the ambiance? I mean, this is one of my top 10 spots that I've been to in a long time. Very small, very intimate, very old school. A true hidden gem. The guy who's the maitre d' and possibly the owner, Giovanni, looks like Andrew Dice Clay to the point, if you don't know who Andrew Dice Clay is, he's an old comedian and like... Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, giant glasses. I mean, it's like old school style. And through the canals, you can actually arrive by boat. You can walk there, but you can also arrive by boat. Which is some gangster shit if you, gangster. Can, if you can roll up to a restaurant via the, the waterways. <laughs> yeah, you roll in, have your friggin' truffle pasta, have your steak, do a little Amarone, bada bing, bada boom. You get in the boat and you're fucking just jetting out through the dark waters of Venice. That's mob shit. That is mob shit. That's Pablo Escobar-esque. Oh, yeah. Just just a quick getaway is available Yeah. should you need it. Should you need it? You can literally get your rigatoni and then roll out. But I'll tell you what, there's something about Venice when you arrive and you're on the, you know, the water taxi and you feel the wind in your hair and you see the city, you're like, first of all, I don't understand how the, this place was fucking built. Can you explain this? Aren't you an engineer, an architect? Something? I've been telling you for 11 years, I am not an engineer and okay. you still just don't seem to be Jeff, able to grasp that. What do you do? No one knows. That's the beauty of it. And I'm not going to explain it because that's how you get to charge the big bucks when nobody knows what you do. The big bucks. Okay. That's what you're charging. Because it, it looks like as of right now, you're charging me the big bucks to take you on a vacation. And I would like to know when you are going to step up to the plate and make one dinner reservation and use your good name, which is also a celebrity name, and call these places and go, hi. I'm Jeff Daniels, the actor from Dumb and Dumber and star of the newsroom. I would like to come to your restaurant since you do not accept female celebrities. You just want me to finagle some Italian maitre d'? 
Yes, Jeff, because they clearly only care if you're a famous man. They don't know that you're not the Jeff Daniels. So why aren't you helping me going out on a limb and getting us good tables at restaurants so, using your name? So just so we can clarify, you want me to feed into this toxic system yes. to get you a dinner <laughs> reservation. Does it mean I'll have truffle pasta? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I will pretend to be your assistant, your mail order bride. I want good seats. You will walk five feet behind me mm-hmm. and only raise your head to speak when spoken to. Listen, I am all about smashing the patriarchy, but when it means you get a top-notch reservation and you get top-notch truffles at a tiny little restaurant in Venice, you do what you have to do. Ladies, you know it. You know, sometimes you get a suck dick from br- for some bruschetta. Oh, that needs to be a bumper sticker when you need to sell on tour. Yeah, yeah. I pronounce it right. Sucking dick for bruschetta. <laughs> Sucking dick. I mean, listen, there's a, it's Italy. I have, I am thriving. I am glowing. My skin is fresh. Um, also feel very light in the step. I know what you're thinking, Heather, you've been just gorging yourself off carbs, gelato, cheese, prosciutto. But I swear to God, we have not left a single meal where we have felt ill, sick, full. You know, in America, you hit that steakhouse, whatever. We're eating red meat. We're eating all the shit, but we haven't left a single meal. Wouldn't you say where we're either of us feel like have that natural reaction we do at an American restaurant where you're like, I'm I'm really full and uncomfortable. No, it's content. It's light. It's bellissima. Yes. Bellissima. Everything is fantastic. My belly is bellissima. Now, I mean, my eczema's cleared up and guess what? The only place that I drink full fat real milk in my cappuccinos is here. I have to drink almond milk. I got to drink the fucking coconut milks back home. And I'm always flared up, rashy, red, itchy, scaly. Here, two days drinking regular milk because the cows are molta bene. And what happens? I have no flare ups. You really are the test experiment for how awful the American food industry is. Truly. And how fantastic a natural approach is to kind of making food and preserving food and all the above. Because your eczema is, from when we left, from when we left the Sky Club a couple of days ago, it is com- it is completely gone. It was hot red. I mean, we were getting on that flight, and Jeff looked at me. He goes, "Babe, you got a gnarly flare up." <laughs> I was like, I, my arms were on fire, my whole body hurt because I had something in the Sky Club that didn't settle right with me, and it comes out through my skin and here I am what a week into Italy and I am glowing how do you feel babe you're glowing I feel fantastic yeah I mean I'm, I'm not at my lightest right now but I feel light just with everything that we've been eating and the way you, that we've been eating you feel light because Penn State won okay you're in a great no, mood what I feel between my legs is because of Penn State winning <laughs> the food is why I feel light and airy though do you realize why that's such a creepy fucking comment you have a boner for men. This is homoerotic. I've said it before. Football. It's a brotherhood. Yes. If that's where you were going. Yes. Football and sports is a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It takes, it takes a village. It, it's a brotherhood. But why do you have, why are you sexually aroused by 20 year old men running around? You just said you have a boner. It's not a literal expression, Heather. I don't know with you anymore. The other night while we were laying in a gorgeous hotel in Modena, Jeff just starts flexing the tip of his penis. It said hello. It got a great <laughs> laugh out of you and you requested me to keep doing it for a good five <laughs> minutes. So that alone was worth, the, it was worth 
everything that went on. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. You've done it before, but I don't know if it was the jet lag, the fact that we had had like two bottles of wine, but something about you flexing your dick. If you in flex Italy. your dick and just give it an Italian voice and look at your wife or spouse or whomever, mm-hmm. partner, doesn't yeah. matter. We're inclusive. It is a comedic event and you will have a fantastic time giggling about it. I mean, talk about low hanging fruit. This is where I'm at. I like to giggle. I just think life is funny. It's so fucked up, but then it's also so funny. I mean, I don't know. We're living in paradise, richly blessed. What do we have to fucking complain about? We're in Europe. We have a great time together. We do have a good time together, except when sports with a Z are involved. Summer's not over yet, okay? We're trying to get through it. And you know what? I've got you the best pubic skin and hair products on the market. By who? I'm telling you who. By Venus. Venus has the following products that you're going to be obsessed with. They have one of the best pubic hair and skin razors. This razor minimizes irritation in the pubic area where the skin is delicate and the hair is coarse. Key features, okay, it's got a small cartridge that can reach those tricky areas like the curves of the area. A protection bar between the blades to guard skin from irritation and absorbs pressure from the hand. Love that. Also, you can use a skin smoothing exfoliant, which helps loosen and sweep away old dead skin cells and oils that can trap hair. They also have a two-in-one cleanser and shave gel. You can use this on your legs, down there, wherever you want. It's a great cleanser. Protect skin from irritation during the shave. Can be used as a shave gel or, hey, as just a daily gentle cleanser. And last but not least, a daily soothing serum for use after and between shaves to help maintain skin hydration and reduce itch. Hey, Don't worry about the ingrown hairs. Don't worry about any of that nonsense because you know what? If you use the Venus products, you're going to be good to go. Check out Gillette Venus. That's G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E-V-E-N-U-S, Venus, like the planet, dot com to learn more about why these products, hey, have been flying off the shelves. Now, Jeff, I feel like you would do a great job of breaking down our little adventures in Modena. And I think we just got to be real, honest, straightforward, what we loved, what we didn't love. This is our third time to Modena. And maybe can you break down for the audience why we go there, our journey? We go to Modena because it is another hidden gem that is not so hidden anymore um, after the extensive coverage that that it's gotten over the past couple of years between... Netflix and all these food shows and travel shows that have yeah. been stopping there. Modena is truly fantastic in the sense that it has some amazing world-class spots to stop and, and eat. feed your face. Yeah, Two of our favorites being Bar Schiavone, which is a panino shop that I referenced in any earlier Instagram post where I said Heather and I were going to induce ourselves into a panino coma. That was the place that we were talking about. And still had every panino on the list and didn't feel full. Felt light, airy, fresh, but satiated. Well, we didn't have every single one. So they usually have five. They had six this time. Yeah. But one of them... We realized had horse in it. We didn't realize. Thank God our kind hostess, she understood English and translated the menu for us because naturally it was in all Italian. And yeah. when she mentioned horse, we both gave each other the look and said, we we're, said we're, we're out. out on that one. We're out on that one. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying this. I don't want the animal activists all these people to come out. Listen, everywhere else in the world does shit different, okay? So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the the bitching and complaining with the animal stuff, okay? Everywhere else in the world treats animals better than we do in America. You do know this, right? Because we have like mass-produced chicken and cows and all that shit. Over here, one village shares a, a, a cow, okay? If steak's not on the menu, it's because they don't have one. It ain't fresh. It ain't fresh, okay? Every Harry, Dick, and John in America has got a hamburger. I don't want to fucking hear it. 
there are delicacies like foie gras, like horse, things like that, where you just got to keep your eyes and ears open for because it's not my cup of tea. But Barsky Voni is the best sandwich shop in the world. We highly recommend stopping either 24 or 48 hours in Modena yeah. just to go to Barsky Avoni, which is attached to the Central Market, your farmer's market, where literally you see all the beautiful, fresh produce, meats, local wines. It's just a, it's fantastic going around and just seeing all the fresh stuff that goes into the meals of the region. Now, also, you need to go to this place called Osteria Giusti, which is the oldest salumeria. Chef's kiss. Chef's Mwah. kiss. You have to make a reservation. There's only four tables. So you walk into this place and it looks, it's like the oldest, essentially, deli. Wouldn't you say it's a high-end deli? Yes. So That's what a salumeria is. Salumeria is essentially a butcher shop slash yes. deli. This place has been there for 200 years and there's a damn good reason why. Because they will make you leaving there going, I want to eat here for the rest of my life. It was the best food we had. And and I'm going to be honest with you. We stayed at this place called Casa Maria Luigia. And it's amazing. And it's owned by Massimo Patura and his wife, uh, Laura. And it was great. And it was that's the only place to stay. Modena is a very small town. That's the place to stay. And it was great. But we, through that experience, got to do these like very high-end Michelin star tastings, one at that hotel and then at the regular Osteria Francescana. And I got to be honest with you, it was amazing. The food was to die for. But we were so done with doing these five and a half hour tastings. And I understand how privileged this sounds. We have been, how many years have we been trying to get into this hotel, this restaurant? Uh, We probably became aware of it five years ago. And we've been trying since to get there. And we've never been able to get in. But because we were able to stay at their new hotel, they were able to like squeeze us in because somebody had a last minute cancellation. But we were sitting in this, you know, the best restaurant in the world, this place, Austria Francescana. And we're sitting there for lunch and we go through a like a four and a half hour lunch. And it was amazing. But it was just kind of to the point where I was like, I can't sit in here with no air conditioning. No one was saying anything. It there was, was too no quiet. There was no music. Everybody was kind of just staring it at one another. It was too stuffy. And Jeff and very I- Very sterile. Very sterile. I mean, the service was incredible. Everything. I'm never going to complain about it. it. But it was just like, Jeff and I were looking at each other. I was like, I want to just be in the spot where Nona's whipping up the scampi in the back. And you can't talk. You can't communicate. But you can communicate through linguini and love. You know what it is? I think that we- are certainly capable and we do appreciate the finer things. Yeah. But when it comes to food, we just want, you know, to get mass down, quantity. We want to get down to brass tacks. <laughs> we want a lively environment. Yeah. And I don't need the story behind the food because I can appreciate it without you going into a 20 minute description of, of what's on my plate. Why there's a basil foam. I agree. I agree. But I mean, listen, I'm not trying to burn bridges here. Okay. You have to stay at Casa Maria. It was. Oh, in- no. It was truly insane. a beautiful place and a wonderful experience. And it is something that we were very fortunate to, to be able to do. But you know what? It's just, it's, if you're going to do a four and a half hour lunch, right? some of these tasting places, you, I've realized you need a cigarette break and you need a, like, you need to be able to go outside about hour two, step outside, have a smoke, a shot of limoncello, then go back in and continue. You can't sit there for four hours straight. My ass went numb. It should be like set up like a Broadway play where you have intermission. Intermission. You get to go to the bar. You get to go to the restroom. You, you can, do a, you get, a lap you, around the village. You get to go outside, have a cigarette, say yeah. hi to your friends. Yeah, I agree. Crack a joke or two, and then you go resume 
yes, resume the seriousness. That is like basil foam. I agree. I agree. But that's Europe. You know, the best places are these tiny little spots, but definitely hit Monona. You only need about 48 hours there. Can we just go back one second and talk about my favorite part of that? So as we were leaving Francescana, or should I say we were attempting to leave? So we finished our last dessert course. And basically we sat around for 10 minutes looking around, like waiting for a check to come. So when we finally requested it, we paid and we're walking out. And I guess one of the servers said to you, oh, you're leaving so soon. Now, mind you, we got there at 1230. We were walking out at 430. We were leaving out at 430. <laughs> so th- this explains a lot about Europe. If you're expecting to have a four and a half hour lunch and that's considered fast. Yeah. It, it really just explains a lot of what's going on. So I didn't know. And so I got panicked because I was like, oh, shit. She must think like, w- like, did we offend anyone? She's like, why are you leaving so soon? And we were like, because we just did 20 The food tastings. stopped 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I was well, like, what are we supposed to do? I said, listen, is Isabella, I gotta go. I gotta smoke a cig and take a lap because my legs are my numb. My legs falling asleep <laughs> underneath this table. This guy is about to fall asleep behind me because he hasn't been conversing with his wife for the last hour and a half. Dude, we sat next to a couple from Chicago. Shout out to them. I overheard them talking. There's only like six tables in this restaurant and they may he was smiling. I could only see his face, but she did not say a word for four and a half hours and Jeff and I were lap giggling to ourselves the whole fucking time. Oh, also, side note, when they brought the first two courses, okay, you know, you're doing this tasting, when they brought out the third course, they saw how quickly we ate the courses and one of the servers goes, you can slow down. You don't have to rush. And we were like, mind you, these were (laughs) finger foods. So I don't know how many bites you're supposed to take while eating a finger food, but these are basically just pop in your mouth and experience. Yeah, great, delicious, umami flavor. Like we were taking it in, but we were asking questions, but literally, you know, it's bad when the fine dining staff goes, slow down. We're not going to take it away from you. And I'm like, no, this is just, I'm ready for the next course. I got 20. I'm now two down, 18 to go. Let's fucking go, doggy. You know, if you ever want to find out where your relationship is at, yeah, you need to go to an intimate dinner with your spouse or significant other. Yeah. Because you can immediately read a room and see who is happy. Yeah. And who does not want to be there any longer. In a room of the hardest reservation to get in the world when there's only four other tables, that's where either marriages go to die or thrive. They're in Ikea. Yes, they're in Ikea for sure. And I realize how unbelievably privileged and insane that sounds. But listen, I'm going to be honest with you. We fucking went. We had a great fucking time. I don't want to fucking hear it. Okay? But did Jeff and I survive? We did because we were secretly together, working together to get the fuck out of there. Because I was like, on hour three and a half, I said, I I can't feel my feet. Like, I need to just stretch. I could see how someone like that could be great for dinner. Because yeah. you're ending the evening afterwards. And you're already you, getting blackout drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. But for lunch, I mean, a, too much. a four hour lunch is just too much. It was too much. I needed to walk. And then by the time we got out, the museums are closing. Because, you know, in Italy, people just make their own hours. Just so you know, if you're planning your trip, you need to map everything out by like go outside on your balcony every morning. Put your hand up to the weather. Feel the cool breeze. If it's a cool breeze. Everything will shut down at like 11. Just on the potential of rain. It doesn't need to be raining. It may be rain in the forecasts. We go home. If it's sunny, they may close at one. They don't know. And if you ever go up to a shop in Italy and you see that little, you know, the standard clock sign with 
maybe it's as we'll, we will be back yeah, at two. They're not. Don't count on it. No, they're not coming back at two. They're coming back on Wednesday. So <laughs> they may be closed all day tomorrow too. You just have to kind of go show up and find out on your own. Yeah. I mean, they really live their life. They do their own thing, you know, and I'm here for it. Allora, like you do you, I'm a do me. But in the meantime, I need my husband to call and make reservations using his fake celebrity name. You know, and guys, I'm not a fucking celebrity. I'm a comedian. I'm a podcaster. I just think it's funny. And one bad bitch. And one bad bitch. A queen, if you will, when I stretch like a kitty cat. You know, I am not trying to say I am by any means a celeb. You guys know who the fuck I am. 99.9% of the time, no one does. Okay. I just thought I would ride on the coattails of the Venice Film Festival because I'm staying at a cool hotel. I thought I would slide in. Maybe I'd take a gondola to the side door of this restaurant and try and come in like a bad bitch. And they were like, no, you're not George Clooney or what's his wife's name? Amal? You're not Amal or George Clooney? Bye. Arrivederci. We don't care. It's fine. Stay in my lane. And you know what my lane is in Italy? The fucking Autobahn, which I know is not in Italy, but regardless, I am going 100 miles down the highway on a Vespa. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Next stop, Ferenze, to plan the wedding that we have already technically gotten married. And also, do we need to do this anymore? We don't know. <laughs> that was a good run. You better believe that we're absolutely having the blood of the century next year. It, it, it may no longer be a formal wedding. No, there's Because no we've already done that. Yeah. But it's time to party, and we are going to throw down and blow the roof off this bitch. Yeah, the Duomo may not have glass left after we're fucking done raging. And then we will both be banned from the country of Italy, never allowed to see family ever again. But why? But why? Why you come party so hard? Why? You don't invite me, but you party so hard. Why? You make the English look tame. Yeah. Oh, you know who comes here, though? The British come and fuck it up, apparently. The British and the Aussies, they come, they fuck it up. They can't handle their booze. You know, my cousin's married to an Italian. And I've heard, you know, they don't really dance at Italian weddings. Like, they're very low-key. They don't really get too fucked up. It's us. It's the English. It's the Aussies. We come in. We get blackout. Are we English and Aussie now? We're not English, but we're speak it. No, I'm talking about the British specifically. No, we're not British, but we're Anglo-Saxon, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Aren't they? Yes. But you do understand that they're, <laughs> a, the they're an entirely separate country though, correct? Yes, Jeff. But when it comes to like Anglo-Saxon. Okay. No Italian whatever. is going, the Anglo-Saxons are coming to Italy and really fucking things up. They're specifically singling out the British and the Aussies. No, no. Okay. Maybe I should have said American, but to me, Anglo-Saxon is just like all of us like, you know, white people who go to church. All right. We, we, the, the wheels are off this train and we're just really stereotyping now. So, yes, I'm stereotyping myself. Am I Italian? I'm Italian and Irish. So really, my be all fuck. You want to see an Irish wedding in Italy? Fucking raging. My wedding planner, Jill, who's so fantastic. She's like, oh, yeah, all the craziest weddings, like the ones where I don't know if the cops are going to be called are always Aussies, Americans or British. It's never anybody else. It's just people with an accent doing their fucking thing. Shout out to people who rage hard. We do, too. Anyways, the question that I was asking was, you know, I people are like, I can't believe you're still going to do the wedding. Fuck off. I don't know how any other way to say this, but 
I have not had any moment to celebrate our engagement or anything. I've done nothing. I haven't had a shower. I haven't worn a veil. I haven't done nothing. I've been so chill about it because we were in a pandy. We were in a pandemic and I was very chill about it. Also, the people that send those messages are just bitter that they won't be there. They are bitter that they did not get Because, you know, the idea of coming to Italy and celebrating such a momentous occasion (sighs) with all all of our friends is something that they probably want to be a part of. And so that's why they're hating. So why don't they just say, why doesn't Amy just say, I want to come? And I'll go, I'll invite you, bitch. Yeah. We got room. We got room. But also, the point of the matter is, when you pay Italians in advance, i.e., I paid vendors two years ago. There is zero fucking zero. chance that you are ever getting that money back, whether you use it or not. Or not. So I said, Jeff, we can either continue with the party we've already paid for, which we will not get refunded for, or we've just made a large donation to the country of Italy. I say we and do we both. are we are charitable people, but we are not that charitable yet in our life. Not yet. We Again, I am not going to be able to eat for a week after this gorgeous hotel. But you know what? It'll be worth it. Point blank, period. We just have to basically get our money's worth at this point. So I think we're both on the same page in our discussions that we've had privately in the sense that we are going to strip the majority of formality out of this occasion. Yeah, but it's still going to be a black tie event. Oh, no, we're still going to keep it chic and, you know. Chic. Oh, yeah. Yes, queen, chic. We're going to keep it chic and fancy, but Who is we're, here, we're here to black out. Mind you, though, we are we're getting rid of the bridal parties. We're getting rid of all the pomp and circumstance. We are here. You better bring your dancing shoes and And get ready ready to to get fucked up. Okay, don't say it like Jeff. That is so college douchey. You don't have to say get ready to get fucked up. We have a good time. If you don't drink and you're sober, we'd love for you to still come to our wedding because we also, too, want to celebrate you. You know, yes, am I going to have a good time? Might I tie one on with some Lambrusco and limoncello at the end of the night? Yes, but you don't have to say, let's get fucked up. Knowing your propensity for hangovers with the vino, I would advise you don't tie one on with Lambrusco. But you do you, boo-boo. It's your day. Honestly, Everything about you today, between the football, between the fact that you just said, come get fucked up. Who does that? You're in your 30s. You're an adult. You can't say, come, sound like a gentleman with a British accent. Be like, come have a great time. Come have a great time at a party. Like, what is wrong with you? Who says that? Oh, I'm married to him. And yet we still have not had a, gotten a single fucking gift. That's what I'm bitter about. I don't even want the gifts, but I, I would like, a gift. We're not gift people. We are not. That is not our love language. Our love language is shorter lunches. <laughs> shorter but substantial lunches. Yes. Shorter but substantial lunches. Naps, a lot of cat naps, and kitty queefs, you know? And snuggles with rigatoni. Yeah. And if you don't know what a kitty queef is, don't ask. It's a, I shouldn't have brought it up. So do you want to <laughs> tell people about our bar pizza experiment? No, that's no, that we cannot talk about the bar pizza. We have a, Restaurant concept coming very soon. We cannot talk about it. No, Jeff. No, we cannot talk about that. I just thought while we were talking about Kitty Queefs and our (laughs) lovely French Bulldog that we would talk about the palate cleanser that we were going to have in between meals. Side note, we are saying Kitty, like kitten, K-I-T-Y. Don't ask. We don't need to explain. It's a joke. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why I said it. Now I brought it up. It's an inside joke between us just about, oh my God, (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. 
This is so embarrassing. You brought it up. I didn't. I did. I don't know why I said it because sometimes when you and I record together, I forget that this is going to be aired to like massive amounts of people. Like anybody could turn this on. Anybody I've ever known in my life could turn this on and then be like, wow, I know that about her life. My nickname is Heath Kitty, Heath Cat, lovingly from Jeff, Heath Cat. So one time that happened because that can happen. And Jeff then for the rest of my life has made fun of me and said, like, if I'm in a bad mood, he's like, okay, kitty queen. (laughs) So embarrassing. It happens. It's fine. Whatever. Sex was raw. We were doing it. It's all natural. It is all natural. It's also just air because there's pressure. But that's it. Anyways, now that I'm going to go kill myself. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. Why didn't I just stop? I will fish you out of the lagoon if I find you floating later. No, you won't. You'll go to the restaurant that you were able to get into because you used- With my fancy name. With your fancy misogynistic (laughs) name. like, excuse me, there's a dead body in the lagoon over there. It's ruining my appetite. Can you go remove it? And they'll be like, sure, sure, whatever you want. You're so famous. We love you. Oh, God. Also, just from like a branding standpoint, this will make you laugh. You know, like, listen, at this point, too, because of this wedding, the amount of money that I spent back in 2019 on things, I'm like, listen, I'll get this whole fucking thing sponsored. I don't care how tacky it is. I will wear a Peroni wedding veil. I will wear a Red Bull pair of shoes. I will come down the aisle in Barilla, Barilla. Right? Brilla pasta sauce, like panties. I don't give a shit. If any of these brands, if Vagisil wants to sponsor the wedding and I walk down and we have, we get married under an arch that says sponsored by Vagisil, I will do it because you know what your girl is smart about? Finances. Okay. She is smart about finances. Where was I going with this? Oh, but to play on the fact that nobody gives a fuck who you are. I was trying to meet up with some of these wine brands here that I love to try and see if, you know, hey, can we get, we want to do a Lambrusco bar at the wedding. Like, I would love to work with you. You know, shit that I actually love. And literally they're like, we're good. We're good. They don't care. Nobody cares. It's like square one, back to your roots. But the point of the matter is my eczema has cleared up in seven days. And that's a wild thing. So while I may not be able to make a dinner reservation or be treated with any respect because I'm a loser or what Jeff called me the other day, what did you call me? What did I call you? Puntana. Oh, putana. Putana, which is whore. We face But when you say it, you have to like spit at the- Putana. At the, uh, spit at the feet. Putana. Oh, you spit at the feet. Oh yeah, it's, it's real aggressive. So when you're calling someone a whore, do you call men a whore or is it just a woman? No, I think it's, I think it's just women. So you spit at their feet and call them a putana. And the best thing is we FaceTime my mom after I learned about this. And I said, mom, what do you do when you want to like be rude to somebody in, in Italian? She literally goes, putana. And I was like, wow. Talk about some old school Italian, Boston Italian. She knew immediately. And Jeff's like, that's why I love your mother. She knew. Robin's sneaky. She knows a lot. Robin is so fucking sneaky. I miss her. And if you're wondering who's watching Rigatoni, it's red. Oh, she just texted me now. My girl. Rigatoni may also be watching her, though, so that they're watching each other. <laughs> Isn't that the fucking truth? Jeff, you know, what are you feeling? What are you feeling now that we're in Venice? What has been your rose and your thorn of the trip so far? We still have a week to go, yeah, so don't we, piss we, me we off. Are, we are freshly into this. We have a long way to go. Not a long way. We have exactly like a week. No, we have we have eight days, right? Okay, fine. Whatever semantic. Yeah. 
So anyway, so as as Heather mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this is horrible. Please don't listen to this. Also, please never, ever tell anybody this. Even though this is out for public consumption, please just know if you really ever want to embarrass me. Just Just show up to her next show with a big sign that says (laughs) kitty queefs in a picture of a cat face. (laughs) Better yet, get a cat fat head and then your friend can sit right there Uh with one of those little bubbles next to it and it'll just say kitty queefs. It's embarrassing. I can't. I just hope my editor, producer takes all of this out. I've literally have chills. I'm so embarrassed. Continue. Michelle, do me the favor of leaving this. Yeah, yeah, Michelle, who do you work for? Actually, I work for you, I think. So whatever that means, just don't listen to the content monster. I know he thinks that he's giving you hot fire content, but whether or not we're going to stay married is very questionable after this. Your rose and your thorn, babe. My rose is the city of Venice itself. Yeah. Because as you mentioned before, Venice gets a very bad rap for some reason, and I can't understand why. I understand that it is, it is a very touristy city, and that can be a nuisance and an inconvenience. But it is truly beautiful and it is a hidden gem. And if you know where to go, yeah, it is a fantastic city to come to and explore. Also, there's so many other islands and canals. Like you have to get out and get in a boat and go see the other places. Like we're going to Murano and Burano in like a day. If getting on a boat after dinner Sexy. with your significant other and like smoking a cigarette and just looking into each other's eyes <laughs> isn't something that's romantic to you. You need to reevaluate your priorities. Yeah, you do. And maybe you're not a boat person. Maybe you're more of a, I mean, you could be a little bit more country. Maybe you like a Harley Davidson ride through the Alps. Then you do you. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to judge your relationship, but for Jeff and I, we really love to be in a motorboat going down some sort of French waterway. A French, where are we? We're in Italy. An Italian waterway. I am still reeling from Kitty Queens. And an Italian waterway with a long Capri cigarette. You know, that just is, that to me is romance. Also, the highlight of the trip, can we talk about the piano bar last night? Oh my God. You know what we love? This is why I love Italy. I love ambiance. I don't, you know, I love when you walk into a place, you hear the music, the guys are in the white dinner jacket, you're having a Bellini. That to me says The guy who works the piano bar. Fire, we got to get his dad. He's got to come to our wedding. Oh, yeah. my God. That guy is like, if you've seen, I know men watch Step Brothers, but if you know the reference, the songbird of a generation, mm-hmm. this guy was absolutely fantastic. And you know, it was so funny. These French, a lot of French here, barely any American ter- a, a terrorist. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are just reeling from. And the funny part is that you brought it up. So <laughs> I love how much you're struggling. Post Kitty Queef <laughs> explanation. Side note, I love that I'm the American, but I was like, there are American terrorists here. Sorry, tourists. There's not a lot of American tourists right now, which is fantastic. A lot of French people, though. Tons of French. We met a wonderful French couple last night, Iman and Bernard, at the restaurant. He shared his wine with us. We're having a fucking blast. Bernard also explained to us why that is, because it's an hour and a half from Paris. Could you imagine just being an hour and a half away? No, everything is so close and local. Taking a puddle jumper over to Venice for a couple days? Taking a puddle jumper, they're like, oh, we went to Greece last week and then we're going to Morocco, then we're doing this. And what do we do? We go to fucking St. Louis and think that we're thriving. Shout out to St. Louis, though. I do love St. Louis. I wasn't trying to throw you guys I spent a year in St. Louis after college. Great city. Great city. Great city, St. Louis. But you know what I'm saying? We make, it's a five-hour drive to Sea Island from Atlanta. If I want to go down to Savannah, it's five and a half hours to Savannah. To get bit by a mosquito. Have you ever tried to drive through Florida? Oh, 
you know what? Again, just drive right into the Everglades. Let them bite your legs. <laughs> okay. My point was, I don't know. What was I talking about? About how close it was for all these French tourists to come oh. here. But so we're at the piano bar last night. I'm having a limoncello. I'm having a cig. I have a vacation cigarette. It's the only time I smoke. I don't want to hear any judgment. Don't fucking send me something from the CDC. Trust and believe. I already know. The musician working the piano was, was having a, a cigarette. Was having a cigarette. <laughs> He's in a white dinner jacket looking fly so as dapper. fuck. He's mm-hmm. over there making us gasp and cry at how beautiful his voice is. As he sings Elton John, Candle in the Wind. Okay, I didn't know where you were going to go with this. I didn't realize you were gasping and crying. I was just sitting there he with opened, my eyes closed. He opened his mouth and I almost dropped my drink. That's how freaking good this guy he was. He was, I will say, he really hit us with the candle in the wind. And I don't care what your thoughts are about the royal family. Princess Diana, to me, is an icon, a dream, a gem. They did her dirty dog wrong. I've talked about this before. You know my thoughts on that. But you're telling me when you hear Candle in the Wind, which is a song that Elton John wrote for his dear friend, Diana. You know, they didn't speak for a couple of years. Things got shady. And I have a feeling that this will one day be something that happens between Raymond and I, that when I die, he will end up writing a song and performing a song about me. And it'll probably be called Kitty Queefs. And he will end up singing the song and people will weep. And I just had this full circle moment of, you know, when I'm murdered by the royal family. And I just had that moment where I was like, this is it. I see my future. But the point I was trying to make earlier was... If you want to have a fantastic evening, you take that boat over to Cipriano's at the piano bar mm-hmm. and you listen to this gentleman just belt out. Yeah. But again, my point was the French kept requesting. There was like 15 French people at our, our hotel bar last night. They kept requesting, oh, fuck, the song from A Star Is Born. Uh, we did Rocket Man, Blow in the Wind. Let me get to my fucking point. What is the song from A Star Is Born? I'm off the deep end. I've never seen it. I know. It's one of those things that I have to watch on like a Delta flight. I, I have to watch that movie, but I have not seen it, so I can't speak on it. First of all, you lay next to A Star Is Born every night. I am Lady Gaga, okay? Actually, it's really depressing and it's very controversial. Some people hated it. I thought it was brilliant. The song, I don't know why I can't think of the name of the song right now. All the French people kept requesting it. They're like, a star is born, a star is born. They kept screaming it. So then, And because they're French, they all smoke. So they all broke out their lighters in unison. And it was like we were at a private concert. Yeah. So these are very shishy French people. Mind you, these are all Frenchmen in tuxedos because they had just come from some fancy as fuck wedding or something. Yeah. And they are just hammered smoking cigs with the piano player singing I'm off the deep end rich as I even now I'm gonna get German very quickly but you understand what I'm saying you understand it was that's where we were at that's the level we were at last night and I was just like I don't want to be anywhere but here right now with my husband who is texting his boys back in the States about the Penn State game, you know? It was an hour until kickoff and we were all very amped, but I was thoroughly enjoying such a special moment with you and our drunk French friends. Can we talk about our American friends that we found right next to us as well? Yeah, they're amazing. We're not going to say their names because they're privately on vacation, but shout out to our friends from Connecticut that we met. Oh my They were awesome. What a great story they have. Yeah, the great story. Just cool people. You know who you are. I know you're private people, so we'll keep it low key. But 
fantastic family. So, so can we just touch real quick on, mm-hmm. on their awesome adventure? So during COVID, they... No, let's not, Jeff, let's not. They're private people. Let's not talk about it. They, no, no, no. I love you, but they don't want to talk about it. You See, when you were checking the, the, the pregame scores, she and I were talking about their family and not everybody likes to talk about their families. So, no, Jeff, it, it's done. I apologize. I was just going to say I'm not used to people not being as open as we are. So. Yeah. Some people don't talk about the fact that they have a nickname for the time they queefed one time in front of their husband. Yeah. Some people don't do that. Who does that? We do. Why? I don't fucking know. My manager, Maggie, has already said, Heather, you're too accessible to people. And one day they will murder you. One day I will be selena most likely. It'll be Raymond. It'll be Raymond who Selena's me, and he's going to say that's a hate crime. I'm not saying it's a hate crime. He's going to gaslight you and say that you did it. Yes. Ray will murder me, even though we're best friends, and he will somehow gaslight me because he is a pillar of the community and say that- A pillar of multiple communities. Pillar of multiple communities, and he will say that I am the reason why, like, he'll be like, she forced me to do it or some bullshit. And then he will then use- Jeff's name to go get a re- restaurant reservation somewhere fancy, maybe at the Cipriani's on Wall Street. He will walk in and they'll be like, Mr. Daniels, we were expecting you. And he'll be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And that's when he'll then years later feel bad and write a version of a candle in the wind for me. But it won't be a candle in the wind. It'll be a piece of cheese in the fridge or something. You know what I mean? That's what it is. What do you think? Was that a fat joke? No, for me, it's because I like cheese. Well, I don't know, Jeff. You've been so fucking anal retentive about me knocking your Nikes. Okay, side note, marital spat. My thorn, I haven't even said my rose, my thorn of the trip has- Wow, just really leading with the negativity. My thorn of the trip has been you obnoxiously in your white Nikes that are monogrammed on the back. He manspreads so that his feet are touching my feet on the train. And then when I try and move my feet, I gently brush my Nikes across his and made a scuff mark. And now he's been calling me Wisconsin Cheddar for the whole fucking trip. You love the heat on these feet with these custom Air Force Ones that I have, and they are fantastic, and they are fresh, and your big blocks of Wisconsin sharp cheddar keep finding a way to kind of scuff these shoes in all sorts of different scenarios. My foot is probably twice the size of yours, but I have not once, once invaded your personal feet space and scuffed your shoes. Did you say heat on the feet? Heat on the feet. Fire. You know what? I'm done. So this is where I say I quit. Heat on the feet. I'm done. I'm done. I love you. I don't think we need to plan this party because that's the douchiest thing I've ever heard. You see this thing on on, on our fingers? Yeah. What about it? You're locked in for life. I am. Unfortunately, it's really I would lose money if we we broke up. No, I love you to death. It's a financial decision to now stay with each other for the next 60 years. And I get it. I get it. When, you know, you have your friend, you have your friend, uh, let's just say Brittany and Brittany's parents, they should have divorced a long time ago. But then you realize it's too expensive for them to divorce. That's where we're at, you know, and I'm financially locked in and invested, but I do love him. You are the best, but I will fuck up your Nikes and I don't give a shit. Don't call me Wisconsin Cheddar. Those things are sharp. They're sharp. Also, side note, just want to let you know, if you do want to get some shoes in Italy and you do have a wide foot, it's not an option. 
So just don't be alarmed if you go into a sandal shop and you take off your sneaker and then the entire staff screams. Why? Why? But why? Why? But why? And that's the thing. They just constantly say, but why? Mm, okay. Or they say, mm, yeah, okay. So, but why or okay is actually not a positive thing. That- maybe maybe you come back tomorrow if it'll be smaller. Yeah. And then you're like, no, my foot won't be smaller. And they're like, go, go, get, go kill yourself. And you're like, that's what I thought. So just want you to know great things about Italy. Great things about Italy. The food, the people, the kindness, the architecture, the art. Your loving husband? My loving husband. Not great things. No wide feet. Your loving husband? Yeah, also my loving husband. And I, I guess shout out to George Clooney. I would really appreciate if his people called my people so we could... They could get me in some spots. If we can put some respect on your name via George Clooney, that would be great. That would be great. All right. This is the end of the podcast. I love you. I mean it. As always, you can hit the hotline 800-213-7503. We'll be back with the voicemail soon. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime, between time, arrivederci, ciao bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.